Hey everybody, Keeper Dan here. This is the What's New at Chaosium panel that was recorded at Gen Con 2015 on Thursday at 4 p.m. Sorry the audio is not so great in a couple places. My equipment decided to uh, conspire against me at this particularly uh, important time for my recording, but I uh, think I got it cleaned up enough so at least it's listenable. The bad parts are the short bits, so it's not going to be too long that it's terrible, and then it goes into pretty decent audio. And then there's another spot in the back when that recording wasn't acting up correctly. So I apologize for that. I'm actually replacing equipment, and we'll have all that in much better condition for next year. If you also got a recording from that show and you want to share it, if you don't have your own podcast feed, I will happily host it to get a better copy of the audio out there. So let me know if you also have it. Uh, basically, I figure there's two questions that people have about uh, what's going on with the days. Number one is, who the fuck is my colleague to do Number two is, what the hell happened to chaos? Before I started, I want to give a little bit of history to prove how good we are at failure. Pave the way for Colin Cthulhu Seven. Chaos uh, started in 1975, uh, and you know everything was shot. Uh, first years of business, we doubled our uh, gross income every year, and it was wonderful. Everything was easy. It was like springtime in Gameland, with everything growing and blossoming and coming to fruition. Our biggest flower was called came out in 1981 and immediately became a huge. We knew it was a hit because we started receiving unsolicited scenarios within a few weeks of his appearance. And that was just extraordinary. Everything uh, was going well. When we needed somebody to do some specific job, they kind of showed up right at the doorstep at that time. And that's how we sat the house. Uh, just showed up, did the job, hired them, had a person, and everything went quite well. Uh, up until 1985. 1985 was the first time the option went broke. We had licensed out our best product line, which was RuneQuest to Avalon Hill. I had expected them to actually be able to increase the sales that we had. Uh, but they didn't. So instead of collecting 40% of uh, everything that we, every uh, RuneQuest item, we collected 15. And in no time at all, we're flat broke. At that time, if we had been a normal company, we would have folded. But we weren't a normal company. We're Chaosium. And what we did is we laid everybody off, and the three owners uh, did all the work. We swept the floors. We collated games. We edited, answered the phones. Uh, and after a couple of years of this, I actually began paying our bills again as well. Uh, and that, that was incredible. I, I just thought, wow, that, that can only happen once in a lifetime. Uh, and that was uh, a false thought. In 1989, Chaosium went broke again. Uh, again, it was an extraordinary experience. Uh, we were flat broke. We were deeply in debt. This one followed Mythos. You know, the first, uh, if you remember the Mythos card game, the first release was fantastic. Uh, we made a lot of money. We made, we dug ourselves out of all the debts we had and were on happy street once more. Uh, then we published the uh, non-collectible version of Mythos, and we ended up in worse debt than we'd ever been before. Uh, it was it was shocking. It was horrible. Uh, we laid everybody off. In fact, I left the company. I'd started Chaosium in 75. I left it in 98 uh, because I was the president and I was having difficulty dealing with all the collection calls. And uh, 
management had some dis disagreements among ourselves as to what we ought to do. And um, Cassian's been struggling ever since then. I, I've been a stockholder. Sandy Peterson is also a stockholder. Uh, and we kept hearing from uh, Chaosium how well they were doing uh, these days. And we thought, gee, as stockholders, maybe we should could, could collect some dividends, you know. And um, we started checking into that possibility. And uh, that was when we learned about the Kickstarter. Well, we knew about the Kickstarter, but we learned what the Kickstarter was doing. And um, as you probably know, we have 3,200 contributors. We earned, uh, got $500,000 to create this uh, supplement, to create the seventh edition of Call of Cthulhu. And uh, we learned that Chaosium had no money. In fact, it was in debt, and we had this Kickstarter to do. And I thought, we're out of business this time. We nearly were. Uh, but um, Sandy and I decided that we should intervene and get back in the company and take over and do what needed to be done, which is what we did. Of course, Sandy's in Texas. I'm in California. I had the, uh, the, uh, the job of going down to the office and doing the on-the-ground work. Uh, it was very, very sweet, though, because a lot of people who believe in Chaosium just came and volunteered their time and their work experience to help pull out. Uh, you know, the accountants did a lot of work, but everything that they did was just horrible. What do you mean we got another $3,200 debt from the credit card? Uh, and so on. Uh, and it was a disastrous. Uh, it was very, very difficult. It was a very high-stress job. I went down there and I worked for four days for 10 to 12 hours a day. And on the fifth day, went into the hospital. I went through the emergency room. I thought I had uh, pneumonia. Emergency room, they told me, no, no, you don't have pneumonia. You've got congestive heart failure. <laughs> and so uh, that was uh, about the only time uh, on the job working for the office. on what's happening, they're the people who are going to be able to answer them, not Sandy or I. And they're sitting right here, and I'd like to introduce them to you. Can we, uh, let's see, let's start with Rick. Rick Mines uh, is, is going to be the acting president and COO of uh, Chaosium. He came down and uh, at first was volunteering, and we actually hired him on to do some work. And he's going to be doing the day-to-day -day and the receivables and the distribution. And we thank Rick for that. You may recognize some of these guys. If you're familiar at all with Florantha, uh, and you have seen the latest Florantha work that came out, that has come out, you should be impressed. These guys are going to do the same for the whole line. We have Neil Robinson. Uh, he's our financial officer. All those financial uh, disasters that Chaosium has had won't happen anymore, because now we actually have a guy who knows what he's doing. <laughs> we will have completely new and fresh Yes, absolutely new ones. Uh, we also have Jeff Richard. Jeff's in charge of the uh, creative director in licensing, and if you do like the Gloranthin material that comes out, this is the man that was in charge of getting that stuff done. Not just the stuff he wrote, but other sections as well. 
that's Jeff. And we have Michael O'Brien, Rob. He's our community outreach, going to be handling the website, uh, and um, he's also working on creative. And these guys in this new chaosium, they're the people that are going to do what, uh, what needs to be done. Uh, I'm totally chuffed and happy about it. As I, as I say, these guys know what they're doing. They've proven themselves for me with the Glaranthin work and are going to do the same for Cthulhu. Uh, I don't know how many of you are waiting for your call at Cthulhu 7, uh, but these guys will tell you about it because it's their work, their job, and I'm going to let them all speak first uh, before we even take any questions. Then we will take some. But it's good news. So who's talking first, you guys? I'm happy to go first. Go for it, Mr. President. Go, 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 go for the transformation. Yeah, the transformation yeah, time. The trans the transformation time. The molting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is Sandy Peterson. If you don't know him, if you, uh, he's the author of Call of Cthulhu. Also, also the creator of Cthulhu Wars, the best board game I've played in years. You should come to the booth and take a look at it before you buy it. This is the new Chaosium. How's that? Lime green. Lime green. Slime green. I, uh, I apologize that my voice is a little more gravelly than usual. i uh, just getting over a cold. But, you know, one of the reasons we chose this color is because we realize we're in a spotlight trying to turn a company around. But we also are want to be very high visibility, so you know who we are, where we are, and you see us in action, because we have a lot of things we have to get done very quickly, starting with the Call of Cthulhu 7th edition Kickstarter, which we finally have the files with the printer, going through the proofs, and we're looking at a Halloween this year release date, if all goes well with the printer. And along with that, we also, of course, are focusing on new product as well. That's why, especially on the Moon Design team with Neil, uh, you know, handling finances, we've got the other half uh, with Creative, with Michael O'Brien, and with Jeff Richard, where we're going to be focusing on a lot of new product, because that's what Chaosium is really known best for, is innovative, fun games, best in the industry. And while we've enjoyed doing that with Glorantha, as what we've done with our team. We also want to do that with Call of Cthulhu and expand to get as much new product out there as we can to get as many additional fans into the game as possible. As much high quality as possible. Yes. And that then we used to do. And then and then thirdly, we want to restore Chaosium's reputation as a company that not only delivers, but we pay our bills. We pay them in full. We pay them on time. And that's why on the business side, we've got Neil and myself handling a lot of that. And while we have some holes we have to fill in, and we have some debts that are going to take a little while to pay, especially for the creatives that work with us, that really are the heart and soul of Chaosium, the authors, the artists, the people that do the layout, everybody involved in production, especially what we would call the creators. We want to make them one of the top priorities at Chaosium because without them, there's no point in being a company. And so those are the three big cornerstones that we're bringing to the table uh, by having us get involved with Chaosium. Because I started playing it when I was 12 years old, back in 1978. And I know I can say the same thing with Neil and Mob and Jeff as well. We've been in this since kids. This is our favorite game company of all time. And we want to make sure that it's around for another 40 years. It's hard to believe that the company's 40 years old this year. We don't want to have it end any time in our lifetimes. And I want to live a long, long time. <laughs> Should we make a, another announcement about this? And yeah. that is, as a, a byproduct of this, Glorantha is returning home. And Glorantha and RuneQuest will be coming back to Chaosium. And so we will be reuniting... Both of the both the classic RuneQuest line and the related Glorantha uh, game systems that we have at Moon Design, 
and joining them back with Call of Cthulhu, where they've always belonged. Because we, we, we all love Call of Cthulhu, but we want to have the world know that Chaosium is more than one game system, more than one branch of what can be a huge spectrum of games. And so, in some ways, we are, you know, trying to focus on how Chaosium was 30 years ago, where it had a variety of game systems that people could learn all the wonderful, cool, awesome things that Chaosium has out there, not just being the Call of Cthulhu company. Cool as that is. So many of you uh, may have seen the guide to Glorantha, which I'm struggling to hold up in my, my arms here right now. Uh, last night, we were delighted that it uh, received the Diana Jones Award for Gaming Excellence. So that was a, uh, a wonderful achievement, particularly for us. And the guy who did the amazing layout, and they are sitting right along here. And, and we are very committed to bringing that same level of quality and artistic integrity to all of the Chaosium products as we brought to the Guide to If you're a Call of Cthulhu fan and you haven't really had a look at this, please do come along to uh, our booth and have a look. In our booth. Our Booths. Booth. We're at 501, or if you'd like to take a hero quest to the very back end of uh, the hall, we're also at... Two five two six three four and two five three four. It's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. And there you can have a look through this. And and, and this we like to say is is the level of uh, quality and love that you'll see in everything that we we produce going forward. There will also be a closer relationship with Peter's games. Which is at 264. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a secret bypass, so you can go back and forth between them. Where not only can you see um, the Great Cthulhu Wars, you can learn about the expansions. You can learn about the other partner game we have going on, which is God's War, which is a Goranthe-based strategy game taking part during the Great Darkness. If you're a Goranthe guy. If you're a Cthulhu guy, though, we got all the... We, together we have all the Cthulhu you can stand, so... <laughs> But I'm happy to open it up to let's open it up to questions. questions. You know, we want to, we got we know people have a lot of concerns or things like that, and we, we're not the kind of people who want to shy away from any of that. You know, Chaosium did have a communication problem for a while. If you're a Kickstarter backer, you probably said it was more than a little problem; it was a huge problem. And one of the reasons Chaosium has started responding already at the level they have, you know, just going back a month or two is because of those volunteers and, and people who were getting involved that didn't want to just hide anymore. And so that's why all questions are welcome. Transparency is coming. You want to talk a little bit about Yes. Yeah, we'll be bringing in uh, Lawrence Whitaker and Pete Nash. We'll, be, we'll have a little bit more about this in the RuneCut Quest seminar at 6 o'clock, but Lawrence Whitaker and Pete Nash will be writing a new version of RuneQuest for Chaosium that will be set in, set and based in Glorantha with the goal of having as much of the feel and charm of RuneQuest 2 as is possible while still taking advantage of things that we've learned in 30 years of game writing. So, it, Roz, actually, Roz, grab yourself a t-shirt because Roz will be also a very important member of the team. Yeah. We'd like to open it to questions. Um, <laughs> Yeah, obviously you're still fulfilling the Kickstarters for the 7th edition that I think Orient Express, I'm not sure. Final bits and pieces. Final bits and pieces. Do you think there will be any future Kickstarters for Chaosium? Once we have a stronger reputation okay. for actually delivering on them, if somebody said, can Chaosium do a Kickstarter in two months, we'd probably get laughed out of the room. But okay. once we've delivered and shipped, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we're going to win. But that's not the base of the company. We're not going to base the success and the long-term feasibility of Chaosium on Kickstarters. Kickstarters are good. They're things that are perfect for the guys go around the big projects, but you need to make sure that you're driving your engine. You know, we talked about the new RuneQuest in Glorantha. That thing is not a Kickstarter. That is a core product that we have to find ourselves and get out to people. Longer term, sure. When it, when it fits the product and what we want to do with it. And, you know, enjoy all the buzz and frantic, you know, uh, nature of a 30-day Kickstarter, absolutely, once we've got our reputation back. But uh, Moon Design has had a successful track record with Kickstarters. And, uh, As has Peterson Games. Yeah. So that experience will be brought to the fore in everything that we do. 
Kickstarters have an, I mean, they, they, they have a, a right place. They have a right time. They have a right set of conditions. And obviously when they're the right way to be able to raise attention or figure out the market for a game, they're a great thing. But as Rick said, it's not the basis of how the company is going to be operating. My company, Peter Games, my company is based on doing Kickstarters for each new project. But I'm not Chaosium, so we look differently. As a spite Santa's dependence on it, I, I think it's going to be a balloon product, and Kickstarters are not going to be able to sustain themselves forever. Very important that we have a reliable product line that stands on its own legs. After 7th edition and or on the Orient Express, with what the field stuff are you looking at? Is enough plans? Well, well, I've already started talking with uh, some authors, and what, one of the things that I've uh, uh, already have started the process is, is I want the next generation of Cthulhu products that are produced by, by Chaosium to put the tent pole out like we have with the Glorantha line that we've done with Moon Design. So I've been uh, already talking uh, at the beginning of Gen Con uh, with a couple of authors that or potential authors that are pitching some very interesting uh, next wave of Cthulhu products for us. But there was, I mean, there was some stuff left in the pipeline from before. Yep, sure. But what really what we want to do is put some resources and get some very skilled writers and, and artists in to give Cthulhu the level of love that it's really deserved for all these years. One of the issues with Kickstarter, specifically one that actually is so big is Cthulhu 7, is it can take all your resources. Yeah. And the smaller an organization you are, the harder it is. You can work on that, but to get additional things out. So one of the things that us coming in, and Moon Design did that ourselves, when we brought in more, um, Mike here is a creative director, as well, was so that we can get more work on that and we can get more product in the pipeline. Well, we definitely have a high need for artists, for layout, authors, authors, all the creatives. And then and my last comment, just on the business side, is that Chaosium really didn't have the money to do a lot of extra books. They were spending all their money shipping product that was already a year or two years late. And the money kept going all out through the shipping department and there wasn't a a lot of money to print, wasn't a lot of money to pay authors or artists, and so a lot of new product is naturally dried up because of that. And that's one of the roadblocks that we've addressed as Ship quickly as we can. Shipping is going to kill us all Kickstarters because it's been the rate that the U.S. Postal Service has raised it specifically for foreign delivery. It's been like it's a killer. Like it's a killer. Yeah. Even for us, so for our example, I can say that it's about fifty percent to seventy percent more than we initially expected. And that's that's a massive cost there for any any company, and that's what Kickstarter's. The benefit is it's worldwide. The penalty? It's worldwide. You've got to be very wide. careful with shipping. <laughs> yes. What about the various lines like Invictus, the modern the modern scenarios, and also the fiction lines? We're definitely we're going to be putting a lot of attention to the fiction line because I think that the fiction line. Uh, I I think that that Chaosium has a tremendous ability to to be a vehicle for writers, particularly writers who are new and trying to get a foothold into publication to be able to write Lovecraft themed stories or other stories. Um, I will be working closely with Mike Mason because, uh, you know, this is, I've been on the job since how long, Greg? Ten minutes. <laughs> And Mike Mason and I will, uh, have already begun and will be continuing, you know, how do we focus on the lines? How do we direct the resources so that, you know, we don't have a problem where we have a tremendous number of really cool ideas and not enough resources to publish any of them? But we're not cutting down any line. Or anything like that. Yeah. The so fiction line is, the short answer is the fiction line is staying. Yeah. We just want to do it smarter. Yes. We're also looking at how we can sell it where shipping's not such a problem, like having it through some of the print-on-demand services like Lulu or drive through RPG. So if somebody wants to buy the book in Europe, they don't have to pay shipping from the U.S. or other things like that. Question you want to get at the back? Uh, 
Kindle or would you do the fixed one like that? Yes. Yes. As a stock EPUBs. Yes. The fact that it's not, uh, most of the product is not available on, uh, electronic format is one of the problems Chaosin had and that will be being done. And, and it, there were two main problems with that. It was, it was never a desire. Number one is it cost money to do it. And secondly, they didn't have in-house talent that knew how to do it. And so when they had to hire somebody outside, it's like, are we going to ship another 100 boxes of Horror on the Art Express? Or are we going to do an EPUB for something? That's not a problem anymore. So now we can focus more on EPUBs. We want as many people to get hold of the books in whatever format works best for them. We don't want to make it just paper. We want to make it just PDF. We, we, we'll sell as many of these things as we can and get them into as many hands as we can so they can enjoy it as much as we do. Um, you had a, uh, Chaos Man, a lot of licensees, like companies that, you know, like Wisconsin River Press, um, that kind of thing. Is that going to carry forward, or are you going to go out and let people write call the for their own or uh, are you going to have an open license, or have you discussed that, or anything like that? I will be looking very carefully at the license arrangements that Chaosium will be making. I have not made any final determination on what the best path is to move forward on that. Although the general philosophy is we have some fantastic licensees. Especially yes, I want to say thank you to Sans de Tour in particular. Pegasus Spiel. Pegasus Spiel. Arclight in Japan. Pelgrane Press. You know, Fantasy Flight Games. The, 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 I'm not trying to leave anybody out because there are a lot of smaller licensees as well. But it doesn't mean lesser quality or anything, just smaller in terms of the volume they do. But we're also looking at whether we can have some of those great writers who are writing for licensees. Give them a chance to write for us. How about the monographs, you guys? <laughs> that's, that's a tougher call, but I will say this. A lot of the monographs aren't going to be around once they go out of print. We want to be a professional, high quality, and we don't mean any offense to any of the writers, artists, or the people who worked on those things, but we only want to produce the absolute best material we can not uh you know i'm not trying to single out any monograph and i won't but most of the monographs are not going to survive once they go out of print but some of them if they are that good why would we want to make it a major part of our product line? yep and that's the thing you know like invictus i heard somebody mention invictus that's one that switched from monograph to regular chiasian product and that's what we're looking at with every monograph. We're going through the entire list saying this one is going to go out of print. This one absolutely rocks on socks, and we're going to have it become a Chiasium product proper. And so we're, but a lot of the monographs, once they're out, they're out. So if you're collectors, and you leave the room, go get the last ones from Chiasium. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have a big jumble sale probably starting on Saturday where we've got a number of them that we brought. And when those are gone, that's it. And they're going to be on cheap prices. I don't know. We don't. I don't think we got them all, but we got a lot of them there, and we don't want to take any of them home. There's a question at the back there. Um, what about the, the classic world of World of Wonder games like Magic World or? It's one I'm very interested in in looking at that because obviously, um, you know, in a uh, with Call of Cthulhu. And RuneQuest, there becomes room to have additional lines that are neither Cthulhu-based nor Glorantha-based, and so it's an, it's another one that I am uh, already looking at, Chris. We're, we're looking at all the out-of-print stuff and seeing what we can bring back into print. Some we don't have the rights to anymore, but it, 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 we're we're going through the back catalog and seeing what we want to get back in print. Like, I, I suppose one or two people might want to have Beyond the Mountains of Madness back in print again. That's going to happen. Uh, there are a couple other older ones. Maybe not. It all depends on what, whether we own the rights or not, because we don't own the rights to some of the really old stuff, as much as we'd love to reprint it. Yes. The question was, do you think you're going to update some of the older ones? Right? Old school, you update we haven't decided yet. <laughs> I've only been on the job a little while. 
Shot in the dark here. Um, is there any chance we could ever see another English edition of Nephilim? The question is, is there ever going to be a chance for another English language version of Nephilim? <laughs> these are these are all things like a lot of things that are in the back catalogue or have been out of print for a long time that we are going to be reviewing and looking at. Some as uh, as Jeff and Rick said. We have to see whether we have the license for or not anymore. I think we do have the network. But uh, that is just one of the uh, many products that are on the table that we're, we're looking at. And it isn't a matter of bandwidth, too. We do want to focus on a number of well, We're going to do, obviously, outsource to some extent, some of the writing and such. But definitely it's something that we have to work out. We have a bandwidth to do it. Our first priority, specifically from an operational perspective, where Rick and I can speak to, is getting involved to do the sandwich out. Without impacting any of the existing lines for, um, you know, for Marantha, RuneQuest, and things like that. And RuneQuest will continue on having other, you know, there's Mythic Britain, there's a number of other products that divine nexus and it's done, and those will still be available. And, and, and I think we would all agree it would be much better to have 12 really good, solid project, uh, products a year than 30 not so solid products a year. And for us, uh, the ethos that we come from with Moon Design is we want our products to be of the highest quality with artistic integrity. And we want to take that to Cthulhu and the rest of the Chaosium lines. And that means looking very carefully at what we're going to put the resources in. And that's the bandwidth issue. Sure. So are we going to be seeing like updates before we see like new material? No. It's a combination. Some things are easy to get back into print, and it was mainly not in print because they didn't have the money to print it. Other, yeah, we didn't. Sorry, we didn't. We didn't. Chaosium didn't have the money to print it. So if it's easy, some of those we can get back into print pretty quickly. If it's recreate files that nobody can find the electronic file for, or we think it needs a major update because it was written for fourth edition Call of Cthulhu. We're going to have to weigh that out against, you know, something brand new because we love new product. I mean, I, I love reprints. You know, my first thing I did at Moon Design was the Grant and Classics reprinting stuff. But we, we want to get new material out because that's what's going to bring a lot of new people in. So, in the back. So, the few answers you had contacts with the company, what changes could you have been point of contact with? The question is uh, for the freelancers who have worked with Chaosium. Who do they contact now? I've got a card, cards here. <clears throat> and the uh, the addresses on them are um, rick at chaosium.com, jeff at chaosium.com, neil at chaosium.com, and mob at chaosium.com. So, so Nick and Mike are not in That is incorrect. No. Okay. Nick and Mike are still on board. They're important parts of Chaosium. They were the responsive part of Chaosium for years, and they have absolutely proved the, their commitment and their high quality value to the company. They are still with us. <coughs> we are the points of contact. Yes. I want to yeah. be very clear on that. We are the officers of the company. This, let us go through that and discuss that from there. Anyone, if you have a, you know, if you have a contract already or you have a question about it, send it to us and we'll, we'll sort it out internally. We actually have this magic because we're actually up 24 hours a day because we all live in completely different time zones. And um, that works when you get used to it. It can be really challenging. We've worked out that you can either say the sun never sets on Chaosium or the sun is always midnight Chaosium. <laughs> <laughs> and that is essentially because uh, I'm based in Melbourne, Australia. Neil? Uh, I'm in Bellevue, Washington. I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I'm in Berlin, Germany. And so we, we're, we're, somebody's always available. We have uh, interesting... I'm honest, I'm He's in Toronto. Toronto, Canada. I'm up the road. A long way away. So uh, we have very interesting four-way Skype conversations. We One of the challenges is to make sure we get a time zone where it always works that at least one of us is either up incredibly early or uh, is uh, going to bed very, very late. 
but we have, we've, we've worked it out so that we can all communicate very effectively across all those time zones. This uh, card here is, uh, we'll, we'll leave it here at the end if you want to take a copy of this. The web, the web addresses are pretty easy to remember anyway. Yes, we will have them at the booth. They're already there. We just haven't been handing them out until after the news conference. We also, I want to say, we do have some office hours if you want to talk to us, if you want to get some private time about that, if you do have a project you've been involved with, you're concerned about. If you come to the back booth, which is the one right now is the Moon Design, we actually have up schedules for all of us, and we'll fill you in and slot you in on time to that and make sure that there's time for some of the documents. That's 2534. 2535. 2535. But, and, if, and if you're lost, look for the giant figures towering in the height, and then we're just like, oh. But no, the, the people we just mentioned, we are, we are the principal decision makers. You know, we got Mob and Jeff more on the creative side, Neil and I more on the financial side. But between us, we know exactly who to get it to. But we're not trying to leave out the other people who are with Chaosium that we value very much. We just didn't want to have everybody's email address on the one card because that just confuses who you talk to. We'll make sure it gets to the right people depending on what your question is. And one thing we haven't really talked about, we want to be really clear, is um, Greg and Sandy are on the board of directors of Chaosium that will continue. Um, we will, but the day-to-day -day operations are what we do, and we rely on you know a lot of their vision and a lot of their feedback. About, you know, for day-to-day -day things, let us take that, let them enjoy the the golden age of it. We want Sandy making cool games, and we want Greg being the uh, oh, avatar of chaos that he's Keep me out of the ER. <laughs> Somebody else? Over here? Is there any chance with the glory days returning that King Arthur Sun Dragon could come back to the chaos? The question is, is there any chance uh, with the glory days of Chaosium returning, the Pendragon will be coming back to Chaosium as well? Uh, at this time, no. Uh, in the future, perhaps so. Uh, Stuart has been doing a very good job of sustaining and maintaining Pendragon uh, and have a pretty good staff of people working at this time. Uh, it's been a major business effort to figure out and negotiate how to get these two companies together. Uh, and we have spoken to Stuart. With no decision made, uh, it was quite enough for us to be able to get this together by this time, and there's a possibility. I, I, I can fill you in on what's happening with Pendragon if you wish, uh, but uh, somebody will have to ask a question. Yes? <laughs> well played, Greg. Well played. <laughs> what is happening with Pendragon? We're going to, uh, the next release we have will be the Book of Uther. That's uh, going to start production in about a week and a half. Uh, after that, there's a couple of other books that we have lined up that have been, uh, the content is finished, and uh, uh, we will be uh, putting those in production next. Uh, one of them is, uh, the if, if you remember in Pendragon and character generation, you play out what your ancestors did. That One of, one of the books is that for all the regions in Britain. And the other book is the Book of Salisbury, which is an in-detail, excruciatingly uh, detailed uh, discussion uh, example of the Book of Salisbury, excuse me, the County of Salisbury, who lives in it, who they are, how much they hold. Uh, people always ask these questions, uh, so it's going to be an example of that. We are going to also be starting uh, up the fiction line. Uh, the Pendragon fiction line is going to be restarted. Uh, we're going to publish uh, Prince Valiant. Uh, we're going to redo it so it's a beginning game, playable with your kids. Because almost, you know, everybody's got kids these days that played it before. And so it's going to be uh, made for that. And uh, at some point, we will do the sixth edition King Arthur. King Greg's ultimate Pendragon game. And because uh, after we, I do that, I will not do it again. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Any other questions or comments? When is God's glory after coming out? When is God's glory after coming out, guys? We're looking the wrong way. It's over here. <laughs> No. Oh, 
God's Glorantha. Okay. God's Glorantha is got to be pushed out next year at the earliest because I've got an awful lot now on my Call of Cthulhu shelf as well as on my Glorantha shelf. And that is a, a project. For those who didn't know, the Gods of Glorantha is a project that I've been working on for the, basically, the moment I stopped uh, working on the guide, I started working on this uh, with the intent of doing a Kickstarter for Gods of Glorantha. But there are only so many hours in the day, and so that project does have to be mush pushed out into next year at the earliest. This year is the 40th anniversary of the Foundation at Chaosium. 40th anniversary. Uh, next year is the 50th anniversary of the Foundation, the discovery of Florantha. And we'll do something. We're gearing up. Special. We're gearing up for a lot of special stuff in Glorantha and goodness next year. 5 0. 5 0. Yep. Same Almost age as old. Yeah. Yes. The question is, what's the best form of communication with Chaosium if you're not actually trying to work for the company? Right. Um, it, it, it depends on the question, and I'm not trying to be evasive. You know, if, if it's a Kickstarter-related thing, we have the PR at Chaosium.com, which is where all the Kickstarter things come through. Uh, we have a blanket, <coughs> Chaosium at Chaosium.com, which goes into a kind of central file. But I know we are going to be cleaning up some of the email addresses available and trying to make it very clear that if you have Situation X, this is the email you should use. But all that aside, the one thing that we're all very good at up here at, at table is we're very good at forwarding it to the right person. Yeah. So if you send it to me and I feel it's got to go to Mob or Neil or Laz or, you know, or whoever, we'll get it to the right people. And we, and we definitely want to respond as quickly as we can other than, you know, we, it, it's a balance depending on how many emails we get. What the web page? We'll keep people informed on uh, social media. Um, on <coughs> Google Plus, we've actually got a very active Glorantha uh, Google Plus site. Uh, that could perhaps be replicated for the other product lines that we have as well. The Google Plus site's now got, uh, I don't know how many members, but it's it's very active with uh, many posts every day, and not just by people from the company, but also by uh, fans and people who are working on projects and so on. So we found that very effective. There's also Facebook, of course, and we are we are going to be uh, revisiting the Chaosium website going forward. There there will be some changes that go there, and uh, we've got a blog on our Moranfa website, which we've kept people updated with news. We'll be doing similar things with uh, Chaosium.com as well. So basically, we will try. We we will also try to be as proactive as possible in as many ways as possible to get you guys the information that that we have. So hopefully, you don't have to ask as often. Yeah. The response time at Chaosium has just increased from zero to responsive. <laughs> That's a huge jump. You know, I just thought of two other things that's going to come out of Pendragon. There's a... Uh, <laughs> hey, Greg, what else is going on with Pendragon? Well, I'm glad you asked, yes. Uh, there's going to be a, a Charlemagne version of it for, for all the Francophiles. Uh, it's really historically based. Uh, uh, excuse me, legendarily based. Uh, it's by a Belgian who uh, lives the, in the territory and uh, has wanted to do this all his life. Uh, we also have a Greek mythology version that uh, we have the content done. It's being edited uh, and it will be uh, published uh, when it's ready. And uh, uh, there's some others in the works, but I can't say anything about them because I don't like to talk about it until we have the content in hand. So, I, sorry, I can't talk about the Japanese version. <laughs> <laughs> no next year's. Yeah, the uh, Greek mythology version of Pendragon. Will that be classical Greek mythology or uh, the sort of medieval romance version of Greek mythology? 
Nobody in the world knows about medieval romance version of Greek mythology, except you and I, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and so it'll be based on the uh, Homeric classical version. Anything else? Yes, uh, in front here. Um, in terms of retailer support, do you have any ideas about, are you going to have anything like retailer exclusives, or do you have any ideas about participating in things like free RPG day or anything like that? The question is... Like Kickstarter is not so great for stores, but do you, do you see anything like that in the future? The question is, what kind of support will Chaosium be offering for retailers uh, and distribution? Yeah, we, 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 we want to work better with retailers. That's the short answer. We want to find something that gets people visiting their shops and taking a look at our products. You know, we're, we're starting the, uh, the, uh, cultists, um, through, um, you know, Dustin and the website. He started putting up for the, um, cultists of Cthulhu, which we want to get more demos run in game shops. And we want to see if we can come up with some good things that will get them into game shops because that, that's a big chunk of our business. And brick and mortar stores are important. You know, whether we can do the bits and mortar program or things like that. And of course, one thing we'd also like to hear from the retailers is what they think would be a great thing for us to do with them. Because, you know, all advice is welcome. And so, yeah, we're, yeah, we, we want to strengthen that relationship and make it a win-win. Why not? Absolutely. It's an important brick and mortar stores are an important place for new people to find out and stumble in on the hobby. Uh, so that will be supported. In the back, questions about Stormbringer or anything. I don't believe that we hold the rights to no, Stormbringer anymore, and so we won't be doing anything on Stormbringer or its related. Hawkmoon, Corum, and so on. Eternal Champions. That's right, the Eternal Champion. Something else. Come on. Yes. Where can we get the really cool green shirt? <laughs> Where can you get the really cool green shirt? They're cool, yeah. aren't they? Well, I, I got these at the Ann Arbor T-shirt company. <laughs> um, I, I picked them up Tuesday afternoon. Uh, and so we, we will probably have these for sale in the future. They were actually described as pistachio, but from now on it's slime yeah, green. It's slime green. <laughs> but yeah, we, we do want to get things like this out. But our first focus is <coughs> yeah. want to go back to that. And if anything is something that will take away from that, from a production perspective, that is um, not going to stop it. And, and it's interesting because the new work we do, if you look at the work on the new lines of the student brief, that's often a different person working on it. But from our delivery of the main product, we've got to get that done. We need to get that monkey off our back to get it delivered to the fans who wanted it and deserved it. We yeah. will do that. You're such a buzzkill. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but this but, is a fair... The, what Neil is making a very important point here is that, you know, some of these answers we have are sort of, well, we will, you know, we're looking at that. Uh, we're discussing that. That's because, number one, most important priority is getting that Kickstarter fulfilled as soon as possible. You know, as much as we can this year, especially right around Halloween, uh, shipping permitting from overseas. How about the stretch goals? We're working on them one by one to do all we can to get as much in the initial ship. And we're taking a look at all the crazy, wonderful stuff that's in some of the stretch goals and seeing what's possible based on the budget we got. But we'll certainly let you know as soon as we've figured it out. We don't want to hide from anything. We don't want people to ask and they don't get an answer. We don't want to do that at all. Um, do you think you'll update the universal PRP system to incorporate material rules, mechanics from 7th edition called Cthulhu uh, or do a new release of we have uh, the question is is do we have any plans to uh, update the uh, universal BRP rules to include seventh edition? At this point, we do not have any plans yet to do that. So again, about the basic role playing uh, line, just like to know does uh, what what are the plans for for new uh, supporting books for the line? Scouts has been putting out some uh, setting books and so on. 
And uh, on the second, somewhat related question, I suppose the Hero Quest is now. Part Hero of Quest is now part of Chaos. Yeah, Hero. It's nice to know that when it was advertised in 1978, <laughs> that Chaosium was going to be publishing Hero Quest. So, Starting very soon, like next time it goes to the printer, we're going to have a Chaosium logo on HeroQuest. <laughs> only, what, you know, 37 years after promise. <laughs> <laughs> so any plans for seeing the treatment of HeroQuest uh, as, as we've seen for the FD, you know, getting certain books out? Just, uh, is Chaosium going to be, you know, moving ahead with two generic rule systems? We're trying to figure it out. That's really early days. You know, we've got Laws and Pete and their RuneQuest system, which is Dynamite. we got basic role-playing, which has been around with Chaosium for a long, long time. We're trying to figure out the best way to make that all work. But it is one of these, uh, you know, resource issues that, uh, you know, compared to the Kickstarter and getting that done and the main lines that we have, based on sales alone, BRP doesn't have the volume. So in terms of priority... Unfortunately, it can't be as high a priority if we're trying to run the business profitably and pay everybody on time and pay everybody in full. We only have so much resource we can devote to something that sells less than 10% of total volume. And unfortunately, whether you love it or anything else, BRP is less than 10% of Chaosium sales volume. But there's certain things that would be done in BRP maybe we request for the end that that's also always an opportunity that we came to that, but we can't make that decision. We definitely shouldn't make that decision. Not, we have not made that decision we have, at this point. We just don't know it's definitely that. on our list of things to get through. You know, when you got fires that are this big, and you got a fire that's this big, I'm an eagle scout. <coughs> I'm going to go with a big fire every time. Certainly, having the problem of too many good games is a good like <laughs> problem to have. It's an interesting curse. Yeah, it's better than like, yeah, which kind of games <laughs> we certainly want people to submit great ideas we're not sure how quickly we can get to some of them but you know one of the things we really want to do is encourage submissions you know that Bob and Jeff in particular they really want to be talking with artists and authors getting some great ideas seeing what's possible we'll try to make something happen depending on what it is and what, what we can fit into the schedule, but we certainly want you asking. We've had a lot of authors and artists in the past who were like, just got ignored, and that's done. We don't want to ignore people anymore. What, what, one other thing um, that is a additional line that we're working on that uh, Mob will be running up uh, that hasn't been mentioned at all is Ooh. that we will be bringing in board game and card games as well. And, and starting it, with... We're starting with, you may remember it, that it was a Chaosium game uh, a long time ago. It's a game called Credo. People remember that one? Yeah, a few people. That was the, uh, now this premise will sound rather interesting if you've never heard of it before. It's a card game simulation of the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD that actually formulated the Christian creed, but before that, you had all sorts of competing beliefs going on. This game will actually write the creed. Every time you play the game, you get a different creed. <laughs> I believe it's the only game you could sit down with the Pope and Richard Dawkins and they'd both have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll actually be doing some demonstrations of that uh, game in our back booth and we've got uh, a really nice pull-up of the amazing cover art. When you have a look at it there, you'll see... Um, you can't beat the original. What, you yes, I give it, you give it a try. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I've got the original. Well, I'm going to get you to come and check it out and see what you think. It's got the, it's got the Orthodox Jesus at the back, but if you look at all the uh, mosaics going down the side of the cathedral, they're all the other heretical beliefs that are still in play until they get the creed sorted out. Please come and have a look at that. We have a couple of other card games coming up too. We have another one called Unfamy, which is the card game of the obscurely famous and marginally memorable. And we're doing this as a quiz show format tomorrow at 6 o'clock. This is not the game about historical figures from history like JFK. 
It's the game where you have to come up with a cunningly plausible name for who the guy driving the limo the day he, he was shot was, and so on. You don't have to know any of the names, you just have to make up ones, or make up one-sentence bios for people like Ragnar, Hairy Breaches, and so on. Now, Jeff will be one of the celebrity guest uh, panellists on that show, and I bought something special from Australia. Every time that Jeff is beaten by a member of the audience, he has to eat a piece of chocolate. But you may have heard of something from Australia called Vegemite. Anyone ever heard of Vegemite? <laughs> <laughs> For reasons known only to Cadbury Chocolate, earlier this year they bought out a brand, uh, a, a type of chocolate, but instead of a caramel centre, it's got a Vegemite centre. And believe me, come along. Believe me. Jeff, and if you beat him, he's got to eat a square. It was a treat in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> we tried this in Germany and... Uh, Jeff is still relishing the experience. <laughs> anyway, so... <coughs> that's right, we had to bring it here. So they're just two examples of the card and board games that we're looking at, and they will also uh, have the same sort of uh, attention to detail and quality that we've brought to things like the Guide to Glorantha. Come and see the uh, example of the cover artwork we've got for Credo in the back booth, and I think you'll see that it's, it's going to be a great-looking game. So we're really relishing that. We're also looking for interesting ideas in those areas as well. Come and talk to us. So I wanted since you're talking about Oregon, I'm not boring in for just one second to say, if you are a Glorantha fan, please consider dropping by the booth next to theirs, back to theirs, which is twenty six thirty four, where we're showing off and demoing God's War, which is my board game in partnership with licensed by Moon Design and I guess now Chaosium. Uh, of the great darkness of Glorantha, where you play the, the the Hell Mother or the Mad God or the Storm God or Lance or Yelm the Sun King, and you battle for the construction of Glorantha. If you're not a Glorantha guy and instead you're more of a Cthulhu guy, I think you're one of those two if you're here in this booth, right? <laughs> then check out our God's our, our Cthulhu Wars game and see all the Cthulhu stuff you could possibly shake a stick at. And including giant cool figures, 28 millimeter scale, so you can use them and abuse them in your other games. Okay. And we have all the figures for the expansions for Blue Wars at 2634 for you to look and deal and hammer on people's heads and paste and stuff. And do I have Vegemite We do not have Vegemite centers. Um, we have other board games that are never there too, but I figure the relevant ones for this is, is Grantha and Hulu. So. All figures compatible with RuneQuest and Collective. So, I just want to say one thing at the end here. And if there's more questions, we can take them later as well, or a bit more. I really want to thank you for all, for your, your loyalty. I thank you for coming and wanting to learn more about the Chaosium, about the Call of Cthulhu. Without the fans, without the people who make us work hard, we would be nothing. And we are responsible, we are beholden to you. And we can never forget that. We should never forget that. And that's why we have these shirts. You can come here and you can whack us on the head if we're not doing it right. <laughs> you know? Easy targets. Yeah, easy targets. There's a reason Greg and I are not wearing the shirts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, looking up with this, they're going to have, they're all going to be white. They're going to have these red concentric circles in them, but we didn't want those. We thought we might get confused with Target uh, <laughs> supermarket. <laughs> that too. So anyway, um, please, you know, we're, we're going to be, it'll be a bit of change, but we're on it as soon as we can. And we will follow up, and any email I have you sent to me, I will personally send you a reply, or I will forward you directly on at CC you want to do that to somebody else. <coughs> Thank you again for all your loyalty, and we're going to get you. This is Bump 7, and we know it's a great product. We just got to get it in. Anything else? I know everybody has games you want to play. You all want to rush out and play Cthulhu Wars. I'll recommend Cthulhu Wars. It's the only board game we play now. So, yeah. No more Kingmaker. We got a little bit of time. Cthulhu Wars scratches that itch, apparently. Oh, yeah, I have a question. Speaking of board games, is there any possibility of republishing Dragon Pass and Nomad Gods? Yes. Very much so. Very much so. But you know, next year, 
is the 50th anniversary of Glorantha. <laughs> and we've been working on that because we've kind of seen it coming on the horizon for a little while. So, yeah, we, we, we want to do exactly those type of projects as much as we can fit them in. Maybe update it. Yeah, definitely. From a hex game to area movement or something. Giant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what better represent, representation of chaos? <laughs> Anything else? Well, then I'm going to repeat what Neil said. Thank you all very much for being Absolutely. who you are and keeping us alive. I'm glad that you're here. You're the first people to know what's coming up. Uh, we invite you all to spread the news. Go tell people that you're the special people that learned about it first. And uh, keep in mind that uh, transparency is our future. If you have something, any question, send it on in, please. Good stuff and bad stuff. We want to hear it. Yeah. We want to hear it. Because it can't get any worse than it's been. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all very much. Let's, we want to, yeah.